You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. Understand the reality in this room and gives us a picture, but how many of you are on Facebook or Instagram? You have a profile. Maybe you don't check it, all right? Raise your hand. It's, it's a decent number. How many of you are not on Instagram or Facebook, but you have people? <laughs> I know there's some of you here that uh, you would say, no, I'm not on Facebook, but you know who to ask who's on Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> its use is ubiquitous. Its use is very prevalent. Social media, but in particular Facebook and Instagram, is very prevalent in our culture, our society. It's how we live life at this point. And in 2021, Facebook made a massive announcement. They were going to change their name. They saw emerging technology on the horizon and they wanted to position themselves for the emergence of this technology in our everyday lives. The availability of augmented or virtual and mixed reality technologies to the everyday consumer is a growing market. You may have seen people wearing these glasses, these virtual reality glasses, Uh, And there's a lot of funny videos about people wearing those and running into things and so forth. But that augmented reality, that virtual reality, uh, is a growing technology and is an immersive technology that probably is going to be a part of our culture and our world in the coming years. And so in 2021... Facebook made a massive leap. The company, which has over $150 billion worth of assets, changed their name from Facebook to Meta. And the founder and CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, said, the metaverse is the next evolution of social connection. Our company's vision is to help bring the metaverse to life. So we are changing our name to reflect our commitment to this future. And what Facebook is counting on is that in the coming years, there will be a new world created in a virtual space where Not only will people be connected, like the internet connects us, but where people will actually interact and live all inside of a world that is completely virtual. So we know gaming is the most popular use of this at this point, but Facebook sees or Meta sees this happening in businesses where our meetings, which have recently in the last two years become more 
uh, video in nature. A lot of the meetings that you and I are having are now, it's commonplace to do that via video. And just in the last two years, that has really ramped up. Transactions, events, concerts, personal relationships will supposedly thrive in this virtual world. And it's possible that maybe we'll go to virtual weddings. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> this is not all a downside to this. Yeah. And I'm not here to pick a fight with Meta or that, and there's certainly some alarming things about social connectivity via the social media. But apparel technology will supposedly allow us to be immersed in this new world. There are these glasses. They've been around for years, but I know Ray, Ray-Ban is starting to work out uh, the technology on this. So you'll have cameras on your glasses. Remember when Google came out with this a number of years ago. And companies and people. Now, this is the part that strikes me as interesting. You get it from from a capitalist point of view, how this could work, but it's interesting that companies and people are buying real estate in a virtual world. Just like you would buy real estate here, there are people who are buying real estate and they are looking to be next to celebrities or next to high-end businesses just as certain businesses look for other businesses to be next to in this virtual world, people are buying this kind of thing. Companies marketing their products in this space. Chipotle just announced last month that they have a space that you can go to the virtual Chipotle in the metaverse and you can roll your own burritos. Not making this up. Go to Chipotle's website. Don't do it now. People are doing things that they would do here in this virtual space. They'll go shopping. They're going to, which I don't know if that's good or bad. I kind of see both sides of that. I will no longer have to go to the mall. I just Kristen can go to some virtual space and have at it. Go to concerts, go to work, and you're sitting there, and who knows, you may even go to church in a virtual space. It's called the metaverse. And today I want to consider this as my subject and preach on the metaverse. In an article entitled, Facebook and the True Meaning of Meta, Nathan Oglesby said, it seems to be that the human experience to be in the middle of things, constantly at the fulcrum point between our physical selves and the possibility of transcendence that are suggested by our own consciousness. We dwell in the middle space between our inherent limitations and the theoretical limitlessness of our technological extensions. 
And he talks about technology. He said it's like language, writing, telecommunication, and virtual reality have each in turn constituted a metamorphosis in our collective being. And poised in this middle space, we must consider what kind of verse we want the metaverse to be. The word verse literally implies a a turning. And so in cosmological sense, the universe is turning as one. It remains to be seen, he said, whether our metaverses will be a turning away from that shared movement as such a contortion or a turning with as such a harmony. He asked the question, is it an escape or genuine connection? Is it beyond or is it alongside? He said, so much hangs upon the use of a preposition. What I want to focus some thought on today is the word meta itself. Nathan Oglesby wrote this as well in that same article. He said, meta is a Greek word which encompasses a high array of meanings such as with, after, alongside of, on top of, or beyond. A metaphor, for instance, is literally an act of caring or fora, caring something beyond meta. And in general, meta can also denote a change of place or a state as in metamorphosis. One can see how these relational meetings pertain to the recently coined phrase and emphasis on metaverse. I think when these kind of ideas and technologies and opportunities are thrust on us, we do well to consider how it speaks to us in a spiritual context. There are many things that we could consider about the idea of metaverse and our faith. Metaverse speaks to the seemingly innate quest for something more. Like the Tower of Babel in Genesis chapter 11, humanity is always trying to build something and explore something. It is as if we have something in our collective soul that says there is something more. Our pursuit pursuit to go to the far reaches of space demonstrates to me that we know there is something more. And it's an attempt to go beyond. Metaverse speaks to the biblical message that there is nothing new under the sun. When I consider the idea of metaverse, I see again humanity's desire to create something by its own hands and after its own image. The metaverse is just one more attempt by humanity to create a world that is better than the one that we live in. In. I believe that metaverse is also attractive to humanity because it allows us to recreate 
ourselves. It truly allows us to become something we are not. In a metaverse, you can be anybody or anything with anonymity. And this has always been attractive to a sinful humanity. In Genesis, we sought to wear fig leaves and hide ourselves to recreate ourselves and disappear into the environment. What I felt compelled to consider today about the metaverse is the idea that while the metaverse is a concept created by humanity, it can also speak to God's desire for humanity. Meta means after or beyond. And we, when we consider God's heart for humanity, we realize that God's desire to move humanity beyond what it sees and what it experiences. God wants us to go beyond just this natural life. God has something for us that is after, something that is beyond. God told us that there is a world beyond what we can see with our eyes right now. In Isaiah, the prophet prophesied, he said, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Peter, in his second letter, said, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And so John would say in Revelation 24 or 21 verse 1, now I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also, there was no more sea. It's as if we are reaching for something that God has already promised. It's a world beyond. It's a world after. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says that I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. I realize today we can be attracted by creating some world that exists, but I want to call the church to something today to realize that God has already crafting something that is beyond our comprehension, and it's a new heaven, and it's a new earth. He says, I hasn't seen, 
ear hasn't heard, hasn't even entered into the heart of man. No matter what they create in this metaverse, in this virtual world, it's not even going to come close to compare what God has created for us. If you think this earth is beautiful and you think this world is amazing when you look at the mountains and the oceans and you dive under the sea and you go up into the heaven and into space and you look down and you go, wow, this is amazing. It has not even entered into the heart of man what God has created for his people. It is the metaverse of all metaverses. Let me tell you today, not only is there a place beyond in some future existence, but I would also propose that there is a place beyond that is waiting for you here and now that is exponentially better than any virtual reality headset will give you. And Jesus said to, to Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he says, do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. In other words, I can completely transform your mind and your life. You're looking for a new transformation in your life. You're wanting to hide into some virtual reality and recreate yourself so nobody can really know who you really are. Let me tell you something. The new birth is the best thing that you could allow to happen in your life where God can recreate you here and now. Oh, hallelujah. It's a new birth. Something where you change from what you were to something you could never be without God. Do I have a witness in here today where you can look back on your life? Uh, you can look at some pictures from 10, 15, 20 years ago and you look back and you go, wow, I cannot even believe how God has changed my life. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You get a new avatar when you're born again. You get a new look. You get a new profile. You get a new filter and a new lens to look through life. You get a new start and a new perspective. And that's why Romans would tell us, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Metamorphosis. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can have a new life in Jesus Christ. You can have a new life in Jesus Christ. You can find freedom. You can find hope. You can find purpose for your life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Oh, hallelujah. There's a metaverse, and it's not man-made. Paul would write to the Corinthians, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man, Adam, became a living, a life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, and afterwards, the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. And as was the man of dust, 
so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we also bear the image of the heavenly man. I love the word image. In the Greek, it's icon, where we get our word icon. And it's an image of something. It's a representation of something. It's like in your computer software where you click on an image and it takes you into the software. That's what he says. We bear the image of the heavenly man. We bear the icon of the heavenly man. It's a new avatar. We represent something else. And this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Some of you are holding so tightly to your image here on earth, like it's the best thing since sliced bread. I don't know what slice, why sliced bread is so great, but apparently the first guy who sliced it, it's the best thing. Some of you are holding on so tightly to some image here on earth, and you're missing the, the re- reality that there is something better. There is something better in your future. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all. We all will be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. I'm excited about that. Over the last year, I've read many articles about the metaverse and the coming technology. I've considered why a company with so much influence in the world would change its name to Meta. And I'm intrigued at the desire of humanity to create its own world. I'm fascinated at the desire of humanity to escape the reality of this world. And then a short time ago, I read an article that really captivated me about Facebook and the name change to Meta. It is more irony than it is substantive, but I think it speaks to a spiritual truth. The title of the article was, Does Mark Zuckerberg, who is the founder and president of Facebook, does Mark Zuckerberg know what meta means in Hebrew. See, in Greek, it means after or beyond. But in Hebrew, the word meta means death. And ironically, the article points out that meta was chosen to better reflect who we are and what we hope to build. And in the Hebrew language, it means death. And isn't that our reality? What we build 
creates death. What we create leads to darkness. And what we develop is a dead end. We are dead in our trespasses and in our sins. But this is the beauty of the gospel. That while you are dead in your trespasses and sins, Jesus showed us that even taking all of the sin of the world. Now think about this. He took every sin that existed in the world and he put it on himself at the cross. That even though every sin ever committed laid on his body, every lie, every theft, every lust, every jealousy, every greed, assault, murder, rape, sexual immorality was put on Jesus Christ. And it created death. But even when the, with the weight of all of that sin, Jesus said, resurrection is still possible. See, our sin, our lives created meta in the Hebrew sense of the word. But all of that sin, all of that shame, all of the rebellion, all that hatred and fornication and injustice could not keep Jesus buried in the ground. But like the song says, he got up. Sin didn't get the final say. Sin didn't get the final act, but Jesus, then he creates meta in the Greek sense, a place after, a place beyond. And the Bible says, and it tells us in Ephesians, and you, he made alive who were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. But what we sang before I came up to preach, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and he's raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus that's some kind of metaverse He takes what was dead and what was done and what was hatred and and, and guilt and shame. And he says, I'll recreate it and I'll give you a metaverse. It's a world beyond what you could even imagine. And he says, I'm going to take you and cause you to sit in heavenly places. Hallelujah. That in the ages to come. He might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his 
workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Jesus said to us, I have a metaverse for you. But in order to get there, he tells us one thing. Matthew chapter 16, verse 24, Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world? What profit is it to a man if he has created his own world? What profit is it to a man who's crafted his own image, crafted his own success, and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Real meta, real transformation requires the denial and the death of self. There is a metaverse that awaits us. I believe this church, there are great things in store for this church, but it's not going to be created by our own hands. It's going to be created by simply one thing when we are able to follow Jesus. And the only way to follow Jesus is to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him. And when we follow him, there is a world that awaits that I believe, even in this life, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for us. The greatest words that you will hear Jesus say after you die or are raptured and you stand before him is well done. But I believe the greatest words you will ever hear Jesus say while you are alive is follow me. That's a decision that all of us have to make. Because Jesus showed us in the rich young ruler, you can't follow Jesus without denying yourself. And that's a powerful, powerful thing. I want you to stand with me this morning. What does our world look like? What is the world that we're a part of look like? This coming Sunday, we have a revival beginning. And I'll, I'll 
fully confess, I don't like to fast. And sometimes I don't like to pray. Sometimes I don't like to read my Bible. But what I know is God has something for us. The only way to get what he has for us is to follow him where he's going. The only way to follow him is to deny ourselves. And so today, I'm appealing to you and telling you that there is a world that you can live in where God can give you a new heart and a new life and a new mind in this world. You can find a place of peace and you can find a place of freedom. And it's a world that God has created for you. And I believe there's a world to come. I'm excited about heaven. I'm excited about the prospect and the idea that there is a heaven that I haven't created, that you haven't created. Because I think, when I think about the metaverse, I think this is our best attempt to create heaven. And in that heaven, somebody is rolling burritos at a fake Chipotle. That's heaven. That's escape. I'm telling you, God has a heaven that's beyond our comprehension. And all he says is, follow me and I'll get you there. Follow me and I'll get you there. So I want to pray for us today. I wonder if there'd be somebody, I'll I'll invite you in just a minute, but somebody who would step out of your pew today and say, you know what? I'm tired of crafting my own image of myself and what I think is great. But Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to deny myself, take up my cross, and follow you. And I believe, I believe there's some amazing things that are in store for many of you here today. Lord God, we come to you in this moment. God, our hearts are turned towards you. We realize, Lord, that what this world is trying to sell us and what this world is trying to offer us is It just pales in comparison to what you have in store for us. God, you have delivered many in this room from addiction. You have set many free in this room who have battled significant things in their life. And God, yes, we still struggle at times and we face moments in our lives where we have fear and we have worry and doubt and things pull at us and tempt us, Lord. God, but I'm praying today that someone would make that decision today, that they're going to take you up on your invitation to follow you. They're going to take you up on your invitation, that they're going to they're gonna follow you wherever you go. 
Lord, I pray for those who maybe are, are struggling between letting go of this life and, and God reaching for the life that you have for them. I pray, God, that there would be a heart, Lord, to deny themselves. There would be courage to let go of who they are and what they want, Lord, to really reach for and be obedient to what you're calling them to and want them to go. Lord, there's tremendous, there's a tremendous work to be done God, through this church, and I pray, I pray that we would deny ourselves. We would deny ourselves enough so that we could follow you. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, thanks for listening.